Welcome to Glass Onion Minute. I'm your host for this week, Park Parkinson, and joining me is my guest, Alice Lauren. Hi, Alice. Hello there. Hello for minute 110, the 110th minute from 1 hour 49 minutes and 0 seconds in to 1 hour 49 minutes and 59 seconds in. In this minute, Blanc takes us the rest of the way through the minefield to see the center of the onion uh, that... Miles Braun is an idiot. Definite detective. A veritable minefield of malapropisms. The infraction point. And factual errors. Bask in the sun, swim in the Ionian Sea. That is the Aegean Sea. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. His dock doesn't float. His wonder fuel is a disaster. His grasp of disruption theory is remedial at best. He didn't design the puzzle boxes. He didn't write the mystery. Et voila! It all adds up. The key to this entire case. And it was staring me right in the face. Like everyone in the world, I assumed Miles Braun was a complicated genius. But why? Look into the clear center of this glass onion. Miles Braun is an idiot. Oh, please. Just... We had Inbreviate and Reclamation. You can add to that Predefinite Detective and Infraction Point. The Aegean Sea for the Ionian. Ionian Sea. A floating dock that doesn't float. A wonder fuel that's a disaster. A remedial at best grasp of disruption theory puzzle boxes he didn't design, and a mystery he didn't write. It Again, it feels good to hear Blanc rip into Miles for his BS and his just total lack of understanding of anything. Uh, we do get also some conclusion to that, because before we, you know, he was, he was really building up to this moment to, to just, you know, to call Miles an idiot. But it still doesn't make sense to me. Like, it doesn't resolve for me. Okay, so what does this have to do with any... So he's an idiot, and he's a criminal. You know, we don't get that, yeah. Yeah, it comes up in the next thing. I think his... his, What he's getting at it here, or the the reason that the the reveal of Miles being um, actually a, a... a big dummy uh, is, is meant to show is that Blanc was coming in looking for a really complicated thing. And he was assuming he was going to see a very complicated mystery. And so he was overthinking things. He was looking for something very complicated. Really the complicated mystery here is the one that Blanc brought to the Island. It's the complicated subterfuge that, um, that that Helen was doing where she was pretending to be Cassandra. He was doing something way more, you know, she and he were doing something way more complicated than, uh, than, than he was. Uh, we're going to get into some spoilers here, but um, the, the actual murder that happened, the complicated thing only was that it wasn't happening where you thought it was. Like when I first saw this, I definitely thought, Oh, someone's going to try and kill miles. And I bet it's going to be on this island. And then when Duke died, I was like, oh, they're after Miles. Which one of them is going to get Miles? Or wait. And obviously, the that's the thing. The uh, the mystery you're looking for 
isn't the mystery that's there. And I think that was kind of what was getting him and, and what he's getting at, or he's not quite said yet, but what he's getting at in, in this speech is that just that he was overthinking things. He was looking for a very complicated mystery. And that's not what was there. What was there was actually a very simple mystery. It's just that this dude's a fraud. And if you really start with that clear understanding of who Miles is, then what he's done and what the real mysteries are start to become apparent. And he's going to be very easy to catch because because he's a buffoon who isn't really thinking things through or acting carefully at all. He just has a lot of money to, you know, to cover things up. You know, what you, what you imagine is, oh, there's going to be a very, it has to be a very complicated plot to kill this guy. There's got to be a lot of, a lot of things going on. And then no, it's, it's not at all. There's not actually a complicated plot going on. Uh, the motives are actually really simple and, the way things are done are very simple because Miles is not Miles is not smart or creative. It's not. Yeah. It's not necessarily a. So I'm gonna tell you who done it. You know, it's just kind of like no, this was nothing. Yeah, I mean, he he does get there eventually. Yeah, he, yeah. In the in in the next minutes, he reveals like he does the big reveal of what happened. But I think first he's just wants to set the stage. And I really, one of the things I really enjoy about this is the way that everyone is going along with it. You know, that actor, he says, that's the Ionian sea, not the Aegean sea. And Claire is like, it is, it is, which she's, she's the, uh, you know, like political science major. Like I'm not surprised. She's the, you know, the, the, the budding Senator is the one who, who knows this. That makes His motive sense to is me. both because he's stupid, but also like he's also stupid, and that's why that's his motive. You know, like yeah, he's <laughs> he wouldn't be in the spot he's in if he weren't greedy and stupid, mm-hmm. and he also wouldn't be committing the crimes the way he is if he weren't greedy and stupid. Right, and it's it's the uh, it's. Once you know who he is, it it all starts to make sense. He's just grabby. He wants everything for himself. um, And he doesn't really care what happens because of that. Uh, And and he acts foolishly because he's he's very short sighted. uh, And he acts very straightforwardly because he's not creative at all. Yeah. Uh, He like the, the fact that he had to have someone else write the mystery and we get a little taste of that at the beginning was that Lionel Blanc- who did that I was trying to remember no he he hired a mystery writer oh, okay. uh, she's they're not there now but he hired a mystery writer to write the 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 weekend mystery for him mm-hmm. and uh, Blanc is at the very beginning of the movie Blanc when he's in the bath he is talking about how he doesn't like to play puzzle games yeah. because he finds the the puzzles are too simple and and they and they really bother him um he has a hard time with like straightforward puzzle games and this is one of those there's actually a pretty straightforward puzzle um and he has a hard time seeing it because of all of the um all of the bs kind of obfuscating that and the assumption that he's walking in uh walking in with that that miles braun is this complicated genius and and he's just not (laughs) He's just a doofus. 
just a mean doofus who got lucky and then and then pushed out people who uh, who actually knew what were what was going on. I mean, I mean, Andy, the person, and then treats everybody like they're his, you know, they're his minions. And then his reaction to being called out was, I mean, I would expect, you know, more of something like, hey, ah, you know, no, he's very, very calm, too. Yeah, I feel like the one, the one thing Miles is good at at this point is pretending to be a more knowledgeable and in control person mm-hmm. than he actually is. And he knows that the way to the way to beat accusations of uh, of being a fraud is not to get too excited to play it like he is he is safe and these are you know um these charges are 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 crap and uh and everyone will eventually come around to his his side um, to treat the other side as if what they're saying is outrageous and foolish and eventually everyone will go with it. It's kind of Trumpian, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, just whatever someone accuses you of, pretend that it's the most ridiculous thing you ever heard and uh, and and blow it off like it's nothing. And, you know, eventually people who who for some reason are invested in your success will will go along with it and they'll just assume that yeah he's right that's um that's that's not true and that's uh that's a that's a load of crap and uh the the person to whose you know to whose star i've hitched my wagon will clearly turn out to be right in the end and it's working for a while though we are in, in a lovely spot before uh before he tries for a little while to successfully uh, reassert himself where everyone is really showing like he when he when uh Blanc makes it to the other side of the friendship group and they're all sort of like with their hands over their mouths going oh he's right he's right miles is an idiot and i really enjoyed that moment and that they feel like... very quickly agreed, but then as you find out later, they're like, oh, let's not testify, you know, like, you're still yeah. biting the hand that feeds you, yeah. Yeah, they, they agree for now, but it's it's not gonna, it's not gonna keep working, because even if they agree, uh, ultimately, they know, you know, they know what hand butters their bread or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're and they're they're not really going to go up against him until they smell enough blood in the water. Oh yeah. That that they realize, oh, they're they're really they really could come out on top. They really could tear him down. And then they're happy to do it because, you know, he's been he's been holding their their reigns and he's been holding their futures over their heads for so long. Mm-hmm. They're, they've got a chance to get out from under and they're, they're going to take it. Um, but they really have to be shown how, how possible that is, how ruined miles can be. Mm-hmm. And before they, you know, they, they gang up on them. That's really where I get into the, our, our final part really here is, um, you know, talking spoilers, talking about the rest of the movie, talking about, parts of the movie you especially liked um was there what was your what was your favorite mm-hmm. bit or 
one of your favorite things, is there an actor's performance you especially liked or a scene you especially liked or a, or a gag yeah. or a tense moment you actually liked? I, know. I, was say, I, think, I think I liked the first film a bit more. I think having that family dynamic, and we talked about it in a previous minute. I mean, just the different, you know, family dynamic versus like, I guess, college friend dynamic, um, except for whiskey, I guess. <laughs> Um, I feel like yeah. not, I feel like whiskey should have turned around and you know she had nothing to you know she had nothing to lose there, um, but yeah I don't know I just it wasn't I mean I I love mysteries I don't know if it was as interesting of a film as I would have preferred. Um, yeah, you don't have as much of the. There's less of a care about alter, alternative fuel as much like that's great I guess. Uh, yeah, I I I like this one a lot. There is something about the 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 kooky crazy house of of fictional horrors mm-hmm. that that is the setting for so much mm-hmm. of Knives Out mm-hmm. that I I love the place for Knives Out mm-hmm. um, more than I like the place for Glass Onion. Uh, there's some cool stuff about the place for Glass Onion, yeah. and I and they 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 make it fun. Uh, I I like the movie. It's I I very much enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. a good movie. Um, but yeah, there and there are some things about like you said the the family dynamic as opposed to a you know old friends slash allies of convenience. I wish that we had you know, gotten to know different. even more. I'm guessing Claire a bit. You know, I just wish we had seen their characters a bit more more deeply, a bit more three-dimensional yeah i guess one of the and it's i don't know if you could do it a different way it's kind of built into it once it becomes the the helen and blanc show Mm -hmm. uh once we go back and we get um we see their meeting and we we realize that this isn't andy andy's already dead and this is helen once that happens helen really steps into the role of protagonist and this really becomes her movie and, and Daniel Craig's movie, but, mm-hmm. but she becomes the protagonist and we stop getting as much of the, um, of the interplay between the other characters. Mm-hmm. We see them doing things to each other, but more removed, more to distance. Uh, the first half of the movie where we're really spending like time with them opening the packages mm-hmm. and talking with each other on the boat. It's more about, this group and then i guess to a certain extent maybe knives out has that a little bit too i I feel less so i feel like i'm still seeing more of the the interplay between them more on the ground level and between them and and armis's character marta on the ground level i don't know this you're right this is this is um a different dynamic that kind of goes away and then and then we we stop we stop seeing them they become more like caricature characters yeah. in the second half and and less except whiskey uh, whiskey is the one you get more of and you and you kind of feel a little more for mm-hmm. and then peg disappears which is too bad because i really i really liked her and when she had her scenes with miles i really felt like oh what a jerk and um and i i really felt for her and then i don't think she's in the i can't remember if she's at the it's been a while since I've watched the whole thing, and I can't recall if she's there at the end on the mm-hmm. beach. Um, she's definitely not here in this scene. I don't see her here. I see yeah. uh, 
Birdie and Whiskey and Claire and Lionel mm-hmm. are here, and Duke's obviously dead. Yeah. And I don't. I guess Peg is like back in her room this whole time. Yeah. I wonder if, and I mean, obviously it's super subjective, but like if they're more like beloved cast members of the original Knives Out. I mean, we have Christopher Plummer, we have Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, to me, Tony Collette, I love, you know, um, you know, yeah. I don't know, like something warmer about that. I mean, you know, I mean, some people have, you know, passed from, you know, the, the present cast. I mean, Angela Lansbury and um, I think Stephen Sondheim as well. I mean, which I mean, what, yeah, what smaller bit, roles yeah. anyway, but yeah, um, but yeah, so yeah, you've got, um, yeah, like I don't, I mean, I thought whiskey was good i don't really know madeline klein in general right is there someone um, that we feel very like, jessica hennick i warm really know. For? Yeah. yeah i mean like katherine yeah. Hahn. i don't know how you know kate hudson the people like her or not i don't know you know she's a she's yeah, a I feel famous like, person I, you know but uh, yeah kate hudson's got a got a i mean i don't know if there's any role i love kate hudson in as much as almost famous which is kind of oh, like her sure. big breakthrough part but i mean i do have affection for kate hudson and and i feel like everybody everybody likes um uh katherine hahn right. um i haven't seen uh odom in a lot of stuff yeah um yeah. you know i he's a good actor and i i like him yeah. uh anyway. i think people have affection for dave bautista um, edward norton you know <laughs> has been everywhere yeah, yeah yeah he's he's certainly got uh, you know he's got He's got deserved clout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's this not is not a big as, clout. as much a full mm-hmm, of yeah. like, yeah, I feel like the the first one had a, a combination of um, stars, former stars, beloved character actors. It would be cool to see another. This was a very good cast and I like them a lot. Yeah. It would be cool to see another more of like the, oh my God, they got them for this part. Um you know, sort of uh, funny. You know, I mean, a lot of cameos there, but funny cameos yeah. and um, you know, Jeremy Renner's yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the bit with uh, yeah Sondheim and and Lansbury and Natasha Leone and Kenzel Jabbar uh, there. Ma, it was yeah. cool seeing um, Hugh Grant's uh, little bit yeah. as Blanc's like um, partner mm-hmm. um, was really good. Yeah. And I didn't realize yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bit yeah, after that. I was look, looking at the list there. There he is. Yeah, he voiced um, Miles's alarm clock. Amazing. <laughs> um, and he had a, a he had a little voice cameo in the first one as well as a as a cop, a detective. Um, yeah. Yeah, it would be cool to see the next one. I mean, uh, to to go further with the cast and i would i would guess that by now also he's not going to have any problem getting of whoever he wants mm-hmm. for uh johnson will get whoever he wants for his um for his his benoit blanc mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. Um, i hope so i hope so i'm yeah. curious to see to see more i would like another cozy setting i would like another you know i i like a a a, a locked Locked mansion. More Chris Evans sweaters. More sweaters. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Get another. Get another. Uh, 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 pretty boy with 
with lots of lots of false sweaters you have over that yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) is there anything else you would say about about this minute or about the movie yeah i mean obviously looking forward to the third one as well i mean i'm sure i would give it another rewatch i wonder if this is something where there were maybe a lot of easter eggs throughout the movie um where you can kind of solve the mystery before you know before you think you really could if it's one of those like upon rewatch um yeah i think it's one of those that yeah i some some like really some with a big twist and this has a big twist Mm -hmm. or a couple um you know some movies like that really really pale and rewatch. They're really not as fun to rewatch mm-hmm. and the, uh, you get, you get seriously diminishing returns with every, yeah. with every reviewing. And I, this is not like that. I would say this, and I would say the same thing for, for knives out too. And the knives out has some, has some pretty big uh, twists and turns too, as to who the real villain is mm-hmm. and, and what really happened. But knowing that only makes the first half more fun, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the only downside is kind of like you were saying is that, you know, once we, um, once we get to the back half of this movie, um, you don't get as much like fun interplay between the other leads. Yeah. It's, you get, you get good scenes between Blanc and Helen, mm-hmm. but you don't get as much fun between the other main characters. Yeah. Knives out. You get a little, I think you get a little more of that um throughout but yeah that's that's the one downside but i think you knowing that that's coming and that that change is going to happen um makes it not as as big of a deal that it does you're like yeah that happens and that's gonna be fine i i know that what does happen will be enjoyable i know that the uh the interplay between uh between craig and um uh, and and uh, Janelle Monet will be good, and that will be enjoyable. And watching them will be good. And watching her, you know, um, just hate everybody else mm-hmm. <laughs> for really good reason. Uh, oh, and watching yeah. him, I remember, know, I remember being like, I don't like her. Yeah. I don't like her. Yeah, I remember watching this, and I'd be like, Oh gosh, I do not like her. Yeah, when, that attitude. Oh, when, you know. When you think she's Andy, she really seems like be nice, man. The attitude, though. Yeah, why don't you? Why don't you? What a part of this group? The group seems like I mean, like they're obviously problems or, or would be having this movie, but uh, but it might be like kind of a fun group. Why don't you why, be nice? And then by the time you're you're you know who it is, you know what the deal is. You're like, yeah, they are all you know, yeah, yeah. Um, they're all jerks. Yeah, but I, but I think I always around. thought that Miles was like the jerk. I don't know how big of like a surprise it is. I mean, I don't know if we're you know, trying to, you know, looking at Duke and saying, like, oh, men's rights activist, oh, a jerk, a horrible person, you know? And then he Yeah, dies. I think he seems like, he seems like just a meathead. Uh, the, uh, I, I don't think it's until, I mean, when she describes them and what they're like, mm. uh, when, when she's, when she's clearly Helen. And she's talking about how, uh, you know, she always knew what they were like. They were not her word, but I'm not going to swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were poop heads. Um, 
when she describes them that way, you're like, oh yeah, they really are actually pretty awful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you're really seeing things more from her perspective, you see how awful they were yeah. and you get more of the backstory and you see how they treated Andy and how they turned their back on her and they, they let miles destroy her. They helped miles destroy mm-hmm. her. Yeah. They're really awful people uh, who deserve kind of whatever is going to end up happening to them because of this. Cause they really made this situation. Uh, and then when they at first are, are cowed and, uh, and they're going to go along with, with miles who's going to, you know, still manage to come out on top, even though it's very clear. He, he committed a murder, uh, two murders. He killed Andy and then also, uh, killed, um, killed Duke mm-hmm. by poisoning him with pineapple juice. And yet everyone is going to let him get away with it, uh, because they're afraid. And because, uh, he has, he has their careers in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they're, they're cowed and you're like, Oh yeah, they're, they're all terrible. These are awful people. And it doesn't, I don't, I'm not as bothered. And so I think knowing that makes it not as annoying for, for me as a viewer, when the movie changes and I stop following them and stop, the movie stops trying to get me to care about them and instead focuses on Janelle Monae's character. Once that happens and then Janelle Monae's character is more developed and I know they're going to be just jerks who they're going to get whatever's coming to them. Um, The first time that might bother you, I think more than subsequent viewings. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what she's doing after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're kind of with her. You you feel her pretty righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think I think that's all we got. I think so. <laughs> um, I think, uh, Alice, thank you very much for joining me. Would you like to plug anything before we go? Yeah. Um. So yeah, my Twitter um, handle is at Pod Socialite. My TikTok is at podcast at podcast socialite. Um, shout out to Sully from Boulder a minute who gave me podcast socialite as a as a nickname. Um, but yeah, podcast socialite is also my Venmo and Cash App name. Hey, if you liked hearing me, why not hit me? That's fine. Um, and my Facebook, why not shoot your shot, right? And my my face, I'm trying to be a million a billionaire like Miles. Why not? Um, and then my, my, my Facebook uh, name is, or most well, also my name, Alice Lauren. And yeah, just message me. Let me know where you found me, um, where you heard me. And yeah, let's let's chat movies. You can hear me in other episodes of Glass Onion Minute. Also other uh, minute by minute movie podcasts. Hear me, hear me defend whatever movie it is we're watching. I'm clearly <laughs> in the pocket of Ryan Johnson. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Knives Out as well, and I'm I'm on that one. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Glass Onion Minute on your podcatcher of choice, and find us on Twitter at Glass Onion Min, all one word. Goodbye to my guest, Alice. Uh, listeners, stay tuned for our next minute with new host and new guest. That's minute one hundred and eleven.